2: You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network.
1: In the future, none of you are here. The legends. Get driven. Stay driven.
2: The following wrestling broadcast is being performed by highly trained professional athletes. It is not recommended that their actions be imitated in any form whatsoever in the home. This is the LAW Retro Wrestling Show, with your host, the West Coast Kid, H.W. Star, and wrestling's only Mass cowboy, the Maverick.
3: Howdy, folks, and welcome to Liberty All-Star Wrestling Retro Wrestling Radio number six. I am the Cowboy known as the Maverick, and I am being joined by my new co-host here on LAW Retro Wrestling Radio. Please welcome to the show the one, the only superhero of Liberty All-Star Wrestling, Mr. Super Cody himself. Welcome back, my friend. Well, it's great to be back, and
2: hello, citizens of Radioland.
3: All right, we're back with a brand-new era. It seems our third one in just a handful of shows <laughs> here on Liberty All-Star Wrestling. We've got some LAW news tonight, and unfortunately, our show starts on a relatively somber note. We'd like to pay our respects and condolences to the family of the late, great George the Animal Steel, who just very recently passed away.
2: Yes, yes, uh... Our, our deepest condolences are true, true legend,
3: my friend, true legend. Absolutely, and we're going to dedicate the retro portion of our program, the second half of our program, to talking about the career of George the Animal Steel, an amazing career he had, one of the most colorful characters in all of wrestling, and we'll be talking about him a little bit later. Uh, sad, but we'll be able to have some great memories of the animal.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, he—he was—he was one of the greatest, and you know, he was in there with all the greats, and just uh, a career yeah. that goes back many, many years.
3: Absolutely. So, but let's get into it. Liberty All Star Wrestling news. So, the big news, of course, Liberty All Star Wrestling homecoming is coming Saturday, April 1st, at 6.30 p.m. to the Briarcliff Fire Company number 75. I'm pretty psyched about it. Are you psyched about it? I am. I am. I can't wait to
2: see all the great citizens and fans of Liberty All-Star Wrestling. You know, it's been many years since I've I've graced the ring, and uh, I, I just can't wait.
3: And announced just last week Super Cody will be back in some capacity. Not exactly telling us what he's up to, but it's all right to play your cards cards close to the vest, as it was. Um, Two matches are confirmed and locked. And we'll be covering them in depth in the weeks to come, but we're going to have a Liberty All-Star Wrestling Championship match as the newly crowned champion John the Creature Cannon, who will no doubtedly he joined by Mr. Jester, will take on the number one contender, Jimmy Ginetti, the LAW legend.
2: Well, I hope Mr. Ginetti is well aware of what he's getting himself into. I mean, those two are evil personified, and I don't think that they're going to play fair.
3: No, it's almost, but, you know, Jimmy Gennetti is no stranger himself to twisting the rules when need be to get by. He is what we would call a wily veteran, and he's been around a really long time. And I don't know that there's much that those two can bring to the table that Mr. Gennetti hasn't seen. Oh, I
2: certainly hope so. But you never know what this John Cannon, I mean, I compare him to some of the great villains of all time.
3: Well, he's definitely up there, and he's proved to be uh, quite a quite a handful. And he is the current LAW champion, and that will make his first title defense April first.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and if anyone course. saw him, what he what he did, he he boy, he will there is no level that he will not stoop to.
3: No, absolutely not. And in the coming weeks, we're going to have the champ on the air to talk about his big title win and his first title defense as we get closer and closer to the big event. The other big match that has already been announced due to shenanigans that took place at the Liberty Brawl. I'm sorry, the Law Bowl. I keep getting my shows mixed up. And I was on both of them. (laughs) At the Law Bowl. Elite International, Mr. Ooh La La, Big Ben, and Wyndham James Winthorpe III conspired to steal the titles in the Law Bowl match itself, but due to losing a special challenge match that took place, special six-man challenge match that took place after that match, they have to put those titles on the line against Norm the Barfly and myself, the TV generation Reunited. We're now classic TV. We should be on Nick at Night. But we get the title shot April 1st in Briarcliff, and I'm going to talk a lot about it (laughs) in the weeks and months to come.
2: Well, I hope you're prepared, my friend. You know, you you got a little taste of the villainy uh, that is Elite International, and uh, I am hoping that you and my friend Norm the Barflyer 100% 100% prepared because you never know what those sneaky people are going to be up to.
3: Well, that's just it. This mark, this is very, very personal. Not just because the LAW Tag Team Championships are on the line. That makes it huge. But going back to the Liberty Brawl, I had gotten my first shot at the LAW Championship in many, many years by qualifying. I beat Winthorpe to get in to the Liberty Brawl match itself. And those two chuckleheads came up behind me and attacked me before I got in the ring, cost me my chance at the LAW Championship. Spring ahead, all the way to the Law Bowl. And those two, it was supposed to be a two-on-two encounter. They brought a third man in, shenanigans ensued, and... They robbed me of a second opportunity to win championships in Liberty All-Star Wrestling. So it's very, very personal. I want to take away from them what they took away from me, and that's the tag team championships. Norm and I have talked about it. We are planning about it. We're in the gym training. We are ready to go. This isn't just a whim. We're ready to take those belts back regardless of which combination they bring to the ring in Briarcliff.
2: Well, see, that's the other thing about those two, that, or three, I should say. They, they are very sneaky. They like to change everything up. You know, since Mr. Wyndham Winthorpe III has come to LAW, boy, he, he has had a grudge against you for something that you – he claims that you've done to him even though you've probably never met him before, the Liberty Brawl. And he is just a mean, mean little man.
3: You know, absolutely. He, he hates that I am uh, the personification of America, as he calls it, on the air. And he doesn't like America, but he does enjoy American money, which I find completely ironic. And he doesn't like the American way of life. He sits around and spouts off about it all the time. And, you know, he got beat, one, two, three, and he couldn't handle it. And he reacted the way he did, and now he's got a group behind him. But I got back up, too. I got the bar fly, and we're going to see what happens on April 1st. I heard he likes to eat fish chips. I'm sorry. Fish chips. He likes fish chips. Fish. Uh, sure. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Sure, it's not the only you can't thing he likes to eat. Yeah,
2: but you can't trust a person that eats stuff like that.
3: Hmm. Seems logical. So starting next week, we're going to be announcing many of the other LAW wrestling stars who will be on the show. We're going to have as many of them as we can come in and be guests here on the show so you can get to know them and get their opinions and their uh, hype, as it was, leading into LAW Homecoming. Tickets for the event are just $12 and will benefit. The Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. And this is the beginning of a wonderful relationship with the Briarcliff Fire Company. And we have a lot of things planned between now and the end of the year. And it all starts in April. No fooling.
2: It's going to be so much fun. I I flew by the new building, and it is
3: beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Brand new firehouse. They're literally building it as we speak. They've been posting pictures of it. It's huge. We're going to be able to put a lot of people in there. We're going to have a lot of great events coming in. They're planning a lot of great events. Liberty All-Star Wrestling is just part of the the community outreach that they're going to do. And uh, we're going to be partnered up with them for several events through the course of the year. And uh, you're going to have to come out April 1st to, to find out how big of a thing we got going on with these guys, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait to get out there and meet them. They've already talked. They want the cowboy out there, and and out there I shall be. So I'm very excited about that.
2: I can't wait. And, you know, it, like you said, it's for a good cause, and we get to go with our friends, the, you know, the heroes that are the volunteer firefighters of
3: Briarcliff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Volunteer firefighters are are some of the biggest local heroes you can get. They're not getting paid. I mean, it's, it's the guys who get paid. They have a tough job, and I will never deny it. But these guys do it because they care. They're out there. They love it. They're doing what they can for the community. You know, it's it's great to have a relationship. And Liberty All Star Wrestling is is building relationships with both the. You know, local fire companies in the area and the police, and we're going to be doing a lot of great community outreach stuff. And I'm I'm proud to be a part of the company, and I'm proud to be uh, one of the faces, as you were, to the to the outreach program. So I'm very excited about all that, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you get your tickets. Uh, We're going to be hyping the show. You're going to have us all. We're going to you're going to have see us all over the place. I should say. Uh, in the weeks and months to come, as we get closer and closer to April first, and like I said, next week we're going to have uh, brand new names of uh, guys coming home. The Liberty All Star Wrestling Homecoming, uh, a title that means a lot in a lot of different ways.
2: Yeah, and it's good. It, and this is the the first time in a long time that both Liberty titles have been defended on one show and uh, you're going to get your money's worth.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Since Liberty has has been reborn, it's been a process of, of setting the table and getting new champions in place, and now both the LAW Heavyweight and Tag Team Championships are crowned. So it's the first defense, and it's going to be uh, the new champion's first defense, too, ironically. So it's a brand-new day. Two title matches, fun for the whole family. We've got a big announcement in the coming weeks about the... Uh, interesting ways to make the event even more family-friendly on top of all the great night of action and uh, a great list of guys who are chomping at the bit every day we're hearing more and more people want to be a part of this show.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait.
3: So that about others what we've got going on in liberty all-star wrestling just a short bit of news this week as we get closer and closer to the show we'll have a lot more going on uh we're going to take our commercial break and when we come back we're going to get into the life and legacy of george the animal steel we'll be back in about three minutes and 17 seconds
2: Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more. Only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes.
1: For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin on the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.kscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky stores page on Facebook.
3: Howdy, heroes, and welcome back to Liberty All-Star Wrestling, LAW Retro Wrestling Radio. Here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. I'm getting that helicopter noise again in my headset, so I'm not sure. Hopefully you're not hearing that, folks, but uh, having a little bit of static popping in and out of my ear all night. Uh, we are back, and it, we are here for the retro wrestling portion of our program, and unfortunately tonight we are dedicating the rest of the program to the life and legacy of George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel passed away. Earlier, I'm sorry, passed away yesterday. I should say not earlier today. He passed away yesterday. Uh, Very sad uh, news coming out of the wrestling world. And we decided to honor George by dedicating the rest of the program to his career and his wild antics.
2: Yeah, and, you know, when you talk about a true legend, I mean
3: he has to be on the
2: top of everyone's list. And uh, he had so many memorable matches and he was such a memorable character.
3: Yeah, he absolutely was. He was one of those guys in an era of, of such giant personalities. Um, he, he stood out as being something complete and totally different. And, Uh, always, always was captivated by George. Uh, I remember the first time I saw him um, was probably live, and I remember sitting there, and and my father was like, you gotta see this guy. He eats the turnbuckles. He was in one of the early matches at the Spectrum, back in Spectrum Wrestling. And he's like, this guy eats it. And I was like, I'm sorry, he does what? And uh, he came out, and I don't even remember much about the match, but I remember him just destroying the turnbuckle and he was wild and all over the place and uh really just captivated me at the time and uh the more i got to see him all through the 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 rock and wrestling era and the wrestlemania era as it was being one of the pioneers of that era uh the feud with macho and his battles (laughs) with uh many of the other monsters i remember him and sika going at it and him and kamala you know uh, the storyline with George the Animal, or with uh, Captain Lou Albano, just a lot of crazy stuff, in it. And, and and to be able to stand out that unique in that era just goes to show you that uh, it really was something special.
2: It was, it was, and you know he started out his his career as a villain, and then ended it as a hero, which is interesting because he was one of probably the only people ever in wrestling to. Just change over once.
3: Yeah, and it was a big changeover. Like when I went back and and studied George, as I studied so many guys, um, when I really got into wrestling, and I got to see him and Bruno and some of those early stuff that he would do. He was a vicious, vicious man, and um, he was able to change with the times. The the turn of the turn from uh, villain to hero. Um He was able to become a much more lovable, fun character, and uh of course, I remember mine. I thought mine was hilarious the plush toy they would bring to the ring and um but yeah he was he was frightening in those early days with his his foreign object that he used quite frequently
2: now I'm going to give you a little trivia, and this may come as a surprise to you but do you know that one of the only championships he ever won was the Detroit version of the NWA tag team champion, but he was never a champion in the world wrestling federation, the NWA or AWA.
3: Well, I knew he never had a title in any of the big three as it were. Um, he was one of those attractions. You know, he would come in and do special things, but he and he would always chase the champion. I remember him battling both Bruno and Hulk um, for the big belt, and then he, obviously the Macho Man feud. But uh, no, I didn't realize he ever. I'm sure he had more than a his fair share of regional titles, but just two titles as far as Wow. Yeah, and and he's one of those guys that really didn't need him. You know defending yeah. a title with a with a crazy animal guy like george you know would be difficult, so I think it was uh it's a shame that he never had any kind of title run to his credit but for sure um it it didn't hurt him at all.
2: No, it did not I mean he was one of them guys like you said when he had that run with the macho man, and you almost bank that he was going to become the intercontinental champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. And you, and you were disappointed when he did not.
3: Absolutely. Uh, the, the macho man feud in itself with him, uh, courting both Elizabeth and the belt at the same time. And he ended up with neither, which was just heartbreaking, but uh, you got to give it to Savage too, because he played the jealous lunatic so well. He was much more of an animal than George was. And uh, the intensity is, is <laughs> that he brought to that feud. Um, I remember tying him in the ropes and beating him with the flowers that he brought Elizabeth.
2: And then, oh, yeah. It, it, look, uh, like I said, you, you were so rooting for him through that whole thing. And yeah. <laughs> it was almost heartbreaking when he didn't win.
3: No, no, he didn't win. He 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 lost the WrestleMania WrestleMania two match with yeah, uh, was it two? Yeah, because he came in three. Okay, right? Because three Ooh, was
2: that's steamboat. Good. That's right. I thought that's their right high pro I thought good. their
3: high profile match was WrestleMania two.
2: I'm I'm going to probably say you're right on that one.
3: It could be wrong. Because
2: uh yeah, the next year was
3: uh with Steamboat and he had the uh that was when George finally got his come up. That's how George got his <laughs> heat back.
2: Yes, you, you were correct. It was number two, because that was okay, one yeah. of the New York matches.
3: Right, that was the big. It was the big official blow off to the feud. But George got revenge years later, when he came out and helped Ricky the Dragon Steamboat win the title.
2: Hello. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I don't, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that one, sir.
3: Okay. Well, you can't shake your head. We're on the radio. <laughs> I'm learning that, Citizen. <laughs> Clearly.
2: So what was your favorite uh, George the Animal Steel match
3: or moment? Hmm. You know what always stuck out is, is hilarious to me? And um, he did a lot of crazy things. And uh, the, the, the macho... Steel and Elizabeth and uh, the Saturday main event match. They put her up like in a lifeguard chair at one point oh, I'm sorry, when they had a match on Saturday main event. That was probably the high point of his career. But one of the things that stands out for me, and this is, I always gravitate to the quirky and the weird stuff that happened to wrestling, but one of my favorite George the animal Steel things ever was the first wrestling album.
2: <laughs> the Captain Lou song.
3: The Captain Lou song. Yeah. <laughs> such a weird thing to have Captain Lou rapping with George the Animal Steel playing second on that. It was such an absurd thing. But I always think it. It was literally the worst song on the entire album. And that's saying something. But it always struck me as hilarious.
2: Oh. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, when I first saw him, he was actually going against Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. And I, I remember a lot of people were concerned for Bruno's safety because at the time, people actually believed he was a wild man.
3: Well, and rightfully so. I mean, the, the green tongue, the hairy back, the, the wild mannerisms, he, the facial expressions, he was amazing as that character. Yeah, he was, and and back then there was nobody
2: like that. And then when he started going after the turnbuckles, and then using it as a foreign object, oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, as a, as a, as 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 a young hero, he had me scared.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I completely understand. He was a frightening, frightening man. And uh, I always wonder. It's one of those things urban legends and you hear things back cuz there was no internet and the 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 sheets as they referred to them weren't as as prevalent but you always heard the stories whenever you go to the arena about you know when george would disappear for long stretches of time and um and that he was a college professor and that <laughs> always always that visual of of George the animal Steel all dressed up like a college professor always humored me Uh, and, and
2: what's funny is, is that, that was true. He was he was a school teacher.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, and, and and could you imagine that though? A couple months earlier, you're watching them fight through a turnbuckle, and then the next, you're turning in your term paper.
3: <laughs> right. I, I I don't know. Did he ever actually really, like, work and then wrestle during the summer, or was that just an urban legend? I don't know. Uh, back in the early days, yes, he would
2: just come around in the summertime.
3: Okay. I never actually really He's, investigated that, but I remember hearing the stories, and it used to crack me up.
2: Well, he was also, not only was he a teacher, but he was the uh, amateur wrestling coach and a football coach.
3: Okay. So, there you go.
2: Comes come school year, he did have a full uh, full schedule. And it was funny because you always wonder, because like I said, I remember him back from the early days, and he would always disappear. And then he would always come back. And, you know, no one really questioned it because, you know, it was George the Animal still. And then, then years later, you come to find out that he was actually – Shaping young minds.
3: All right. Yeah, that's a frightening thought.
2: So so do you think when someone held up their hand, he went, no! Hey! <laughs> I, wonder,
3: I wonder if you'd be able to, you know, you're just kind of sitting there looking at him, you're like, hmm, what's going on there? That look guy looks like George the Animal Steel. Can you imagine? <laughs> that guy looks like George the Animal Steel. And it actually turned out to be him.
2: If you also remember, he uh he got re- rave reviews for his uh his film debut on Ed Wood.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um he did a really, really great job in that movie. Like playing he another Johnson. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he uh got the Dabble in Hollywood and uh And I absolutely loved his flying hammerlock. I thought that was a great finish.
2: I am surprised no one ever brought that back.
3: Yeah, yeah, no one uh, even attempted it, using even as a setup move.
2: Yes, when he came back, on. Uh, he was managed by Fred Blassie, if I'm not mistaken. And he was feuding with Bob Backlund, and it was the chicken wing versus the flying hammerlock. And if I'm not mistaken, that's how he Backlund started using the uh, chicken wing. I think huh. that was when it was uh, what it was invented for.
3: Oh, I don't have to go back and research, but it's quite possible. It makes sense. Uh, he, well, he was big for the atomic uh, spine buster. Yes. For a long time, but having that submission hold, uh, certainly, and that's one of, if not my favorite, the cross-faced chicken wing.
2: Yep, only back when can do it, though.
3: Exactly. Exactly. now um
2: if you go you know Steele it was funny too because a lot of people also he even though he he did wrestle in some national wrestling he was primarily a WWF wrestler
3: yeah yeah I mean that's where he was well known he didn't venture out into um AWA and NWA much. He did a small thing towards the end of his career. Um, I remember him showing up one night against, uh, like, Jeff... He was doing something with Jeff Jarrett, wasn't he? I vaguely remember him when Jeff Jarrett had to beat a bunch of legends.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. He was in that match.
3: Yeah. I think it was about the only time. Well, of course, he was also in the oddities. He came out as part of that. He made a few appearances. He was one of the, the ring guy. I don't think he actually got and wrestled. But. So he still managed to show up from time to time, and he had a very lengthy run on the Indies afterwards. He was a big attraction for a long time in the Indies after he left in the 90s. Um, I never got to share a locker room with him, but I've heard a lot of crazy stories about George.
2: Well, I had the pleasure of meeting him, and to be honest with you, he was one of the nicest, kindest, gentlest man you ever wanted to meet.
3: It just reminded you of somebody's grandfather sitting there. <laughs> and at that age, he probably was somebody's grandfather.
2: I don't know if you remember, but uh, one of his last appearances... Was actually on TNA wrestling, where he was the gr- he was one of the groomsmen for um, um uh, he was doing the Randy Savage impersonation.
3: Oh, uh, Jay, Lethal. Jay Lethal.
2: Yeah, he was marrying one of the girls, and I just remember because it was one of the funniest things because the groomsmen were George the Animal Steel, Coco Beware, Kamala, and Jake the Snake Roberts.
3: sounds like a party
2: that's that's some fine groomsmen there
3: yeah absolutely better than the groomsmen I had in my wedding oh they look like a shady bunch they were indeed
2: You know, unfortunately, George over the last few years had a lot of health issues, and you know that led to a lot of kidney problems. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know what he went into the hospital for or hospice, uh, because that wasn't that wasn't revealed.
3: Yeah, there's there's things on the internet, but the official cause, I don't believe, has been uh, released. A lot of people are saying kidney failure, but I don't know that there's been an official release from his family. So, you know, mm-hmm. I know he had uh, Crohn's disease, but he actually battled through that, and it went into okay. remission, so I don't think it was that.
2: No, and it was a shame because uh, Bob Backlund was one of the first to break the news, and the way he did it was kind of heartbroken because he called the house to talk to George, and that's when uh, George's wife informed him that uh, he probably wasn't coming home this time.
3: Yeah, I I read that post, and I, uh, I hate reading stuff like that, and, and and but at the same time, because so many crazy things pop up on the internet, I also mm. – didn't buy into it a lot. So it was really saddened to hear that it was true. You know, you hear something like that and you hope, you know, like there was another (laughs) apparent uh, fake death rumor this week. And you hear stuff like this all the time where people...
2: Yeah, yeah. I I know the one you're talking about.
3: Yeah, and I I don't want to say it because there's conflicting reports now that, you know, it didn't happen. So I don't want to say one way or the other until there's some kind of official and feed into that, but, you know.
2: USA actually published it today that it was true.
3: Yeah, but where did they get it from? Because they've been known to... Take somebody else's thing and post it, and go, "Oh crap!" so well, it was
2: also in the New York Post
3: isn't that a tablet?
2: The New York Post depends on what your political affiliation is. <laughs> But again, yeah, like you said, you, you don't know if that one's on it for the untrue, so we won't even get into that.
3: Yeah. And, of course, uh, when, it, when it was announced that George the Animal Steel had passed away, a lot of the wrestlers and superstars who uh, knew him and uh, commented on him, uh, Triple H, George Steele was one-of-a-kind performer who could make smile, fans smile or boo, and his competitors laugh or cry. I worked with him a lot when I first got to WWE and was able to learn so much. My condolences to his family. Uh, The King, who had a (laughs) a handful of matches with The animal for sure, one of the greatest characters in WWE history, had the honor of working with George Steele on many occasions. Rest in peace, the animal. Um, William Regal, very sad, a very nice man. Curtis Axel. Heard about George the Animal Steel today. As a kid, he made my tongue turn green just like his. (laughs) Uh, JBL. I had had heard so many different stories. Kool-Aid or something he would eat or, you know, different things like that, but hopefully that's a secret that nobody else manages to (laughs) finagle.
2: Well, I tell you, the the couple shows that I was on with him, he showed up with it already green.
3: Well, maybe so it, wasn't it something was he did
2: already. Right the matches.
3: Maybe it was just naturally green, and he really was an animal. Or he ate frogs. Yeah, maybe. Uh, JBL got the privilege of traveling the world with George the Animal Steel and enjoyed every minute of it. I would pay to see that. Brian James, sorry to hear the passing of George G. animal Steel. He was an agent producer when I first came to the w w e and he was always very kind. I didn't realize he had worked as a producer
1: clearly what i clearly he wasn't one
3: member clearly clearly he wasn't one that came to the ring often
1: <laughs>
2: uh, see i uh, I think he did a couple times, and I vaguely remember it, but i'm i think he was out there a, a couple of times.
3: Yeah, I don't remember that. Taz, I had the pleasure of meeting the great George the Animal Steel, not just as a kind man, but as a true icon of our industry. Gail Kim, I just read the sad news that George the Animal Steel passed away. Thank you for giving me so many wonderful childhood memories. Rest in peace with lots of emojis. Condolences go out to Jim Myers and his family. George the Animal Steel was a fantastic guy and first-class gentleman from the Hunky Tonk Man, someone who was in the ring a lot with George the Animal Seal. <laughs> <Steel. laughs> yeah, and that's the
2: one thing you, you notice. You don't hear anything bad, and you never you never
3: heard anything bad about him.
2: And, I mean, he was married to the same woman since ni- the, the 1950s. Yeah,
3: and that in itself is a huge thing in the wrestling world. Sheiky Baby? Rest in peace, all caps, of course. Rest in peace, George the Animal Steel. You were always the intelligent brother. I love you. (laughs) A much more (laughs) coherent million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. The wrestling world lost one of the best today, and I lost a good friend. Rest in peace, George the Animal Steel. My prayers are with his family. Good old JR. Sad to hear the passing of old friend and fellow WWE Hall of Famer George the Animal Steel at age 79. And uh, the last one they posted was from Bobby Roode. George the Animal Steel was one of the most unique and unforgettable characters ever in our business. No falsehoods there, but yeah. Like you're saying, George is one of those guys you never heard a bad thing about. He was, you know, didn't stir the pot, didn't cause a lot of controversy, and you know, I guess because he never was in the title picture, and he never was. You know what I mean? No,
2: he. You know he he knew what he was he knew what he was supposed to do. He came in and did it, and never thought twice about it.
1: Yeah. You
2: know, good for him. He left a lasting legacy on the world of professional wrestling.
3: Yeah, uh, he absolutely did. I expect the WWE will have some sort of tribute to him on Monday Night Raw. They usually do something, either a ten bell salute or a little vignette. Uh, hopefully, it's something nice because it's uh, always a shame when one of the legends pass by. And George was uh, brought a lot of joy and fear, depending on when you got to know him through the wrestling world. Uh, that he lot did. People. That he
2: did. I was fortunate enough to see him boot through both phases. A lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And one, thing, one thing he he didn't get a lot of credit for. He was strong. I mean he used to pick up some of these guys like with one arm and like it was nothing.
3: Yeah, well he was a barrel of a man, just you know, thick all around. And it wasn't just the hair.
2: <laughs> the gorilla monsoon is the only guy that took off his sweater and had another one underneath. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh and that, that I mean it was just a, you know, he had the perfect monster. I mean, he literally looked like an animal. You know, the bald head, the, the hairy back, green tongue, the eyebrows, the, the, the face, the, the the posture, the build. You know, he was he truly took with what he had and, and made the most of it, and it was just an outstanding, outstanding presentation. And the, when he would just throw his arms in the air and chase guys around the ring, I used to always crack up.
2: And then the signature ripping open of the turnbuckle.
3: Absolutely. Stuffing it in the other opponent's face.
2: Yeah, and I always found it funny that he found the one turnbuckle that had actual stuffing instead of foam.
3: (laughs) Well, you're not supposed to talk about that.
2: (laughs) Or maybe it was because he sniffed it out.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Don't kill the illusion, man. I'm sorry,
2: sir. <laughs>
3: he really ate those turnbuckles.
2: Oh, he did. He enjoyed them. Well, hopefully there's a a huge uh, amount of turnbuckles waiting upstairs for him.
3: Absolutely. So, George the Animal Steel, like I said, our condolences to his family and his passing. 79 years old, a true legend of the wrestling business. Left us this week here at Retro Wrestling Radio we, and Liberty All Star Wrestling. We wanted to take the opportunity to, to give the man a tribute. And uh, a lot of great memories.
2: That there was, that there was.
1: It is
3: time for the shameless plug portion of our program.
2: Okay. Mug <laughs> away.
3: Let's start with Totally Driven Entertainment and Radio presents a night of stripped-down rock and roll. March 3rd with Mach 22 and Rob Carlisle of The Compulsions and Dan Parcels, an acoustic show put on by us, Totally Driven Entertainment. For information about the show, Friday, March 3rd at 8.30 p.m. at The Tusk, 430 South Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can check out the Totally Driven Entertainment Facebook and website for all the information on that great show. Are you a fan of the rock and roll? I actually am a
2: fan of Mach 22. They're very good. It's an old, they play an old 80s uh, style of rock. Very good.
3: There you go. I've never actually heard them, but sound like it's going to be a good show. I know they're very excited about it. The tickets are going fast, so make sure you get yours and check out Totally Driven for all the information about that event.
2: And what other events are there?
3: Well, just so happens, since we're plugging stuff, I said this was a shameless plug, come see me tomorrow night at the Comic Universe store in Folsom, Pennsylvania.
2: One of the oldest comic book stores in the area
3: celebrating 38 years in the comic business um this one i have been involved with the comic universe for many years now i have been the special guest auctioneer auctioneer not ear, uh special guest auctioneer for the many years now and it is one of my favorite things to do every year we have a lot of fun um so many great deals uh a really lively, entertaining crowd. There's always a surprise. There's always a twist. Um, you, and, of course, the mystery box, which is the big real star of the show. They always put up a mystery box, and the mystery box is worth a lot of money, and there's a lot of great surprises in it. There's always something, and there's always a twist now as we get every year, and there's a twist this year that's very interesting. And I can't give you more because you have to be there.
2: Maybe I'll have to fly in and see what that is.
3: There you go. The auction starts around 5.30, so get there early. Take advantage of the huge 38th anniversary sale that's taking place. Then stick around. Come see me. I will have membership cards for my other radio program, Mavericks Comic Roundup, heard also here on the Totally Driven Radio Network so you can win some prizes on that show as well. Well, Sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing the comic book stuff.
2: Well, how can you not? Heroes, villains. That's a fun little show you have there on
3: Sunday mornings. Well, thank you. I have fun doing it. I got a and the posse come in. It's always a good time. You've been on the show a few times.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I enjoy it. Always, uh, always talking uh, some good wrestling. I mean, oh, comic books.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we talk good I'm wrestling sure. too. No, well, it's it, it, sometimes it's tough to keep them. But I gotta make sure I pick up the right show notes before I settle in. <laughs>
2: And next week's match is Batman.
3: Oh, never mind. Right? Wrong one. So, and of course, the big plug, Saturday, April 1st, 6.30, bell time. Liberty All-Star Wrestling presents Homecoming at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. Tickets $12. The on-sale date will be announced. Are we on sale yet? I believe the on-sale date is coming very soon. It can be well, purchased. Tickets actually event, advanced
2: tickets can be purchased at LibertyAllStarWrestling.com. If you click on the events and link page, there is a PayPal link so you can pay by credit card.
3: There you go. Tickets on sale now. That's our big Liberty news. Get them while they're hot. Last time we had a huge sellout crowd, it was fun, raucous event. I was just watching some footage from the last show. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the whole thing, but that was a wild crowd. They were into the whole night. It was a lot of fun, and if you come out to homecoming, hopefully you'll have just a good time.
2: Oh, you'll have a better time.
3: Oh, Super Cody's promising a better time.
2: That's right.
3: Championship Two championship matches are guaranteed. LAW championship, newly crowned champion John Cannon versus the LAW legend Jimmy Gennetti. And TV Generation will challenge the new LAW Tag Team Champions Elite International. Some grouping of two from that group. (laughs) And of course the yeah, return da, 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 of Super Cody.
2: I cannot wait. I'm clean I have my cape and the dry cleaners right now.
3: So I can fly right, getting, high
2: when I hit Briarcliff.
3: Here you go. Getting a jump on things. And that's about all we have for this week, fans. Make sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, as well as our website for all the late-breaking news. And come back next week as we will have more information and the beginning of the (laughs) homecoming reveals start next week. I'm excited to find out who I'll be sharing a locker room with, I think. As am I always a risky proposition, and of course, uh, a little later in the week, we'll announce who our guest is, but it's going to be awesome as we get closer and closer to our homecoming and the beginning of an awesome, awesome relationship with Briarcliff Fire Company. It will be fun, my friend. All right, folks, I hope to see you tomorrow at the Comic Universe in Folsom, ComicUniverse.net, if you need to find your way to that event. If I don't see you then, hopefully I will talk to you on Sunday, Mavericks Comic Roundup, here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Network. Make sure you tune in to that show, this show, and all the other shows on the network, TotallyDrivenTV.com, to find out all of our great shows and when they air.
2: And you may want to announce what time the auction is tomorrow.
3: I covered that earlier. It starts at
2: 5.30. Okay. Oh, you know, someone may have just tuned in.
3: All right. <laughs> they missed it all if you just tuned in. If you're just tuning in, you missed the whole show.
2: So go back and Until the next.
3: There you go. Fortunately, it is available on demand. Oh. So... That's it for this week. I am the Maverick, and you are
2: the Unbreakable Super Cody.
3: Oh my, the Unbreakable Super Cody. He's got himself a new adjective. And until next week, happy trails. Happy trails, friends.